Welcome to another episode of Marathon Swim Stories with me, Shannon Keegan. In this exemplary episode, I chat with Lynn Goldsmith. At 50, she decided to start kayaking. She loves supporting marathon swimmers as they trekked around Manhattan. While a lifelong water lover, she never considered swimming herself until a transformative experience swimming in a lake in Maine in her 60s. She tells us about her journey over the last five years, from her first open water swim against a stiff current, where after swimming alone for some time, a support boat notified her that she hadn't quite made it to the start buoy yet, to cold hamburgers after finishing her first 10K in Bermuda, and reliving parts of her life as she swam down the East River around Manhattan. I call it an exemplary episode because I love Lynn's marathon swim story. Sure, I love hearing from world record holders, swimming pioneers, and record-setting swimmers, but there's something magic about hearing from people who find joy purely in swimming and being grateful to finish a marathon. I hope you enjoy this episode. your story so um i am i'm a lifelong swimmer but not competitive or swim team i grew up riding horses and but i always knew i don't ever remember learning how to swim i don't remember um we had a pool in the backyard i just remember always knowing how to swim and my mother told me when i started swimming when i told her i was going to swim around manhattan she she was still alive at the time and she obviously and she told me that um when I was two and three years old, they used to have these little cabanas um, in the Rockaways and that I would never get out of the water. She said they would have to come down to the water and pick me up and physically remove me and I would be blue and shaking and I just refused to get out of the water. So <laughs> anyway, so I'm, I'm a long-term swimmer, but I've never, I never took a stroke lesson that I can remember. I never really knew how to swim. I just knew that I liked it. And then, um, and I became a kayaker when I was 50 and um, and I did I, every year from the time I started kayaking, I would bring somebody around Manhattan and it never occurred to me to swim. I really enjoyed doing swim support, but I just really enjoyed the athletes and watching them do their thing and, and supporting them. And then one year I was on a kayaking trip up in um, Maine. We used to go to Maine every summer and it was a really foggy day and we were staying at a cabin with a lake, right? It was right on a lake and it was a really foggy day. And I was with two male friends and one female friend and the guys decided to go kayaking, even though they, we literally couldn't see the bottom of the boat ramp, but they decided to go anyway. This was in Bar Harbor. And, um, and Eileen and I decided to go back to the cabin and hang out and eat ice cream and, and read. So we did that and at about two in the afternoon, the, fog lifted and it was this gorgeous warm sunny day and we're in the cabin and we're sort of too far from the ocean it was about a 45 minute drive to really go kayaking and so we just decided to jump in the lake and we didn't have anything we didn't even have bathing suits we went in our bra and panties <laughs> if I recall and I, I remember putting like a, a, a neck gaiter around my head to keep my hair out of my face and there was a little island maybe it, it was a very small pond it was like a mile long and there was a, an island about a quarter mile away, maybe an eighth of a mile. And I said, let's just swim to the island and back. 
And um, Eileen, the, the friend I was with, was a pool swimmer, and she would, for exercise, go to the pool. So we started swimming, and I, I don't know what happened. I'm a completely non-spiritual person. I'm basically an atheist. I have no, I have, anyway, what happened was I just fell in love. I just started swimming, and something happened to me, and I was just, I was literally in love. Like I, I had the same feeling you have when you meet somebody and you just know you're going to be with, you know, that butterflies in your stomach. It was insane. And I've never had that experience before. I'm also like an utter non-athlete and um, aside from horses. And uh, it was, and it was just an amazing experience. It was a transform, literally a transformative experience and probably the first one in my life. And um, so we got back to the cabin, showered, and I just started Googling pools in Manhattan because it was September. This was a Labor Day trip. And, um, and I basically tried out every pool in Manhattan and found my favorite, which was Asphalt Green. And I'm, I'm really, really non-competitive. I'm sort of anti-competitive, which is a really good thing how I swim. And um, Asphalt Green had these beautiful, beautiful... Um, facilities. They had a 50 meter pool, they had a sauna, they had a steam room, everything was sparkling clean. And they had, I, I didn't even know what a master scheme was at the time, but, but it turned out they also had a master scheme. But then they, there was Red Tide, who's an amazing team. And, and my paddling partner's wife was a Red Tide member, and she was really encouraging me to join their team. And um, they swam at the first pool in New York I swam at, which was John Jay. Um, which is undergoing renovation now, but it was a hellhole in my estimation. I just, I just, I didn't want to touch the walls in the shower and the pool. We went to the pool after, and I'm sorry if there's any red tide people under there. <laughs> I don't think there are. Um, the, the we went into the pool after um, there was this running in place, running in the water class, so you you couldn't see the other end of the pool, and it was just gross. And to me, and I tried a bunch of other pools because there was. There were a lot of pools in New York that were less expensive than Asphalt Green, um, but I chose Asphalt Green just because it was amazing and, and, and I was really happy. And I swam the, the whole time I swam in New York. And so I, um, so I spent the winter, I joined Masters. I found out that Masters didn't mean Masters, it means over 18. <laughs> so I went to the coach and his name was Jonas. And I asked him if, um, you know, if he thought I could join and he said, he gave me a lane with one other guy who was new. They had this um, tryout Thursday, tryout the Masters team Thursday. So um, he put me in a lane with this other new fellow who was trying trying the team out. And I swam, you know, the workout more or less. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't think I could keep up with every with everything they were doing. And I didn't know the vocabulary. So I, I still don't know the vocabulary. But <laughs> anyway, um, so the other fellow in my lane literally almost drowned. I mean, they had to literally like physically take him out of the pool. Oh, no. So I ended up having the lane to myself. So I swam the master's workout. And at the end I said, so how did I do? And the coach said, well, you weren't the worst swimmer in the lane. <laughs> that was his comment to me. So that was a little depressing. Um, yeah, and, <laughs> but I joined the team anyway. And, um, and I really enjoyed it. And I just, and so on set, like I never wanted to, and I was the same way when I was kayaking. When I started kayaking before I bought my own kayak, they could never get me out of the water. I would always sit and, cause I would always go after work and watch the sunset and just sit in my kayak and they would have to get mad at me before I was willing to get under the water. 
And it was the same way with swimming. I, like I just swam as much as I could. And on Saturdays, they had this long practice, um, two hour practice, and then you could swim for an hour and a half after that. So I would just stay in the water. Wow. And, and, and then summer started rolling around and I started talking to people, Maggie, especially um, Dan's wife, and found out about these swims outside, which just sounded so much better than swimming in the pool because right. you know, I love the ocean. And I always loved just getting like me tagged in the, you know, in the surf. And that was my favorite thing was to play in the ocean in the surf. I never really swam, but I would just have fun. And so the idea of swimming outside seemed like amazing. So I signed up for this really challenging swim called Two Bridges. I didn't know it was challenging. I just knew, I just Googled, you know, swim, swim races and found it. I didn't know any swimmers. Maggie had never done this. So I didn't know one person. And Asphalt Green didn't really have an open water swim presence. So, um, so I signed up for the 5K for two bridges. And, it's, and you go around two bridges and on one side is against the current and on the other side is with the current. Mm -hmm. So um, I don't know, I know Janine's done it, but anyway, it's a, it's, a, it's a beautiful area. It's Poughkeepsie and the Hudson up there is really beautiful. So I signed up for the 5K because I did 5K every weekend in- right in uh in the swimming pool so i just figured um so the race starts oh and ab and um maggie told me to look up abigail fairman so she she was there and she said you can't miss her described her to me so i found her online and i you know i, I introduced myself i told her i knew maggie and why and she um she's like oh hi what other swims have you done and of course the people with 5k had one color swim cap and the people that that signed up for two and a half K had a different color. So, um, so I, so I said, I've never, this is my first swim. And she said, and you're doing the five K. And I said, well, I, you know, I do it every, every weekend. So I figured it would be okay. So we, so everybody starts together and we start the swim and I'm swimming along and I'm pretty happy. I'm just swimming. And all of a sudden I see a red kayak next to me and I look up and I said, hi, how are you doing? And she said, how are you doing? <laughs> I said, I'm fine. And I look around and there's nobody there. There's not one swimmer anywhere near me. And I said, where is everybody? And she, she said, they're gone. <laughs> so I was like, oh, wow, I'm, I'm really slow. And, and I said, what's that? And I pointed to this ball up ahead. And it was the starting buoy. I'd been going backwards. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so... I tried to make it to the starting buoy and I was unable to do it. So I just sort of made my way to the shore. And that was my first open water race. It was utter humiliation, but oh I didn't mind. God. It was fun. I, was, I got to be in the water wow. and um, was a little bit, I was surprised. Like I just, this not, this was not what I expected at all. Right. So, <laughs> so I said, well, maybe there's more to this than, um, than I think. So uh, a couple of weeks later, there was a um, one mile swim that was a fundraiser for ALS. And I had, I used to work at the ALS center in, in, at Columbia. And so it, it was a great, it was a great event. They only did it once. It was a, an event that had taken place in Holland and this they called the new Amsterdam ALS swim. And it was one mile with the current. Um, I jumped in with a friend and it was over in 20 minutes. It was great. And, um, <laughs> and so that was fun. I felt at least I finished the swim and, and um, but it wasn't really long, like 20 minutes in the water wasn't enough. So then I heard about this um, swim in um, Narragansett Bay. It's, a, it's called Cross the Bay. 
and mm -hmm. it's in Rhode Island and it's a fundraiser for, um, for to clean up the bay, to clean up the waters there. So I signed up for that and that was a two and a half mile swim, if I remember, a two mile swim. I've got my little, I've got my little um, diary here. Um, it was a two mile swim and I did that and finished that. It was really fun because you went along the um, Jamestown Bridge, I think it is. And it's just a beautiful bridge and the water is gorgeous. And they did all these waves and that was a good learning experience. I learned never to have bacon and eggs before a swim. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it was really, really fun. And, and I finished that swim and just felt amazingly happy afterwards. And then we all went kayaking in Newport, which is also incredible. Um, so that was a really fun day. And then um, I think on Marathon Swim Forum or maybe the USMS um, site, I saw a post by Diane McManus and she was talking about the uh, Maggie Fisher swim. So I signed up for that. I think I'd signed up for that over the winter time. And I signed up for that swim and did that swim. Really, really fun. Um, I was able to actually get a kayaker for, for Diane. So two of my buddies, um, my kayaking partner, and then another kayaking buddy came out and, and did that swim. And that was 5.4 miles, I think. Wow. And that was really fun swim. It was beautiful. And you swam from Fire Island back to Long Island. So it really had the feeling, like unlike the Hudson, the, the two-mile Hudson swim, or even the Narragansett Bay swim, this really had the feeling of open water. Like there was current and there was chop and it was just, and I expected to be like completely wiped out at the end. In fact, when, when it was over and we all had ice cream and the ceremonies were done, um, I went to the car and I said, I'm, I'm just going to go to sleep in the back. And I lie down and I'm like, I'm not tired at all. Like, I just felt <laughs> fine. So, so, um, so, so I don't remember when exactly I signed up for Bermuda, but I, I, then I went to Bermuda that year and I did the 10K in Bermuda, mm -hmm. which was amazing because that was the first like marathon swim. And mm -hmm. by this time I was completely like into reading every post on Marathon Swimmers Forum and I signed on every day and was just getting all this great advice from all, all these amazing, it's an amazing resource. And um, and of course, that was around the time of the Dianiac controversy oh, too. That, right. that was a little overwhelming. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> I I think that that was that was a really unbelievable swim for me. Like I I was so, and I only wanted to finish. Like I didn't care about time. I can't swim fast anyway. But all I really really wanted to do was conserve my energy so I could make it. I didn't know anything about feeds. I didn't have any feeds on any of my other swims. Mm. I had drinks, you know, I had like, I think I had Gatorade on the cross bay swim, but um, I didn't have a gel. I didn't, and they had water stations and Gatorade stations all around, mm -hmm. but I, I just drank water. And at the end of that swim, I'm, I took four and a half hours to do it. I'm really slow as it was. And I was really slow on that swim just because I was so determined to make it and felt like I just had to really conserve my energy. So, um, so I got out and I was starving and, and like, I, I was lucky to catch a bus back to the hotel. Yeah. Um, they were, they were done. They were done with the awards. Everybody was finished. The, the food concession, all the food was gone. And Janine saved a hamburger for me. It was <laughs> ice cold and it was delicious. It was so good. <laughs> I was so grateful for that. Um, and then that last swim that year was, was the St. Croix reef swim, five, five oh, wow. mile reef swim, which oh, was lovely. gorgeous. That was amazing. It was challenging for me though. 
um, I was uh, there was a lot of side chop, and but it was just really really fun. And I lived on Saint Croix for about ten years, and so I saw a bunch of old friends and um, was able to visit my house. I had actually had a house there, then I've I've sold it since, but um, it was just a really great. It was a, a great fun trip and a like perfect way to end the season. So that was my first season. That's so, awesome. Why do you think you keep fun. coming back to marathons? I, I, I don't know the answer to that. I think so. I mean, I really like being in the water and I like being in the water for a long time. What, what's a long time for me? Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I don't know yet what, where I'm going. Like, I just don't know yet. I, I, I really like swimming a lot. And I love going to places. Like, I would go to Bermuda in a second. Lido Key is one of my favorite swims. I just love it there. And I love Kingdom Week. The next year, I did Kingdom Week for the first time. And, and that was just mind-blowing. It's, you know, I know you're going to ask at some point what my favorite swim is. And that <laughs> is definitely my favorite swim. It's like my, my favorite week. Yeah, and I just yeah. I love doing it. It's really just amazing. It's I mean, living up here may it may be a little bit different, but you know, driving up from New York and doing all those swims and what was the first year you did that? The Kingdom Week. The 2016 was the first year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's become... and it was really fun. Yeah, my first swim year was 2015. So I I started okay. swimming really wow. at 60. I mean, I started my first year swimming was I was 63. Wow. So I'm a really late bloomer. <laughs> that's, a, that's a lovely story, though. I, I try to get my, yeah, I think it's a lovely story. I love it. Um, how do you describe the feeling of completing a marathon swim? Um, it feels really good because I never know if I'm going to finish. So whenever I do, I'm so grateful and so happy. And, you know, yeah, it feels great. nothing feels as good as the very first one when I got out and Bermuda I was just like I just did a marathon swim and I just remember just like at the finish line just going like "Ah," like it just felt so good to finish that was really more pride now I'm just grateful (laughs) (laughs) were you nervous going into your first marathon swim I was clueless. I had no idea. Oh, my first marathon swim. Were you nervous? No, not at all. You mean Bermuda? Mm -hmm. That was my first. No, I wasn't nervous. I I mean, God, it's just so beautiful there. The water is so gorgeous. And I knew I was having lunch before the swim. And there was this fellow who introduced me to, um, I can't remember her name now, but she comes in last every single year. So he introduced her as the person who comes in last every year. I think she was a little older than me and she'd been going down there every year since the swim started. And so, um, so I just decided I didn't want to break her record. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I always I knew where she was. I, I, I wasn't in a competitive way. I just, I mean, I guess it was a little bit like every time I'd see her swimming towards the water station, I would like gulp down and start swimming again just in case <laughs> you are competitive <laughs> a little bit yeah but I you know I'm really I, <laughs> anyway. can you tell us about the swim you're most proud of I mean I think the first time I finally finished two bridges <laughs> how many tries I, did it, it took me it took me three try on my third try I finally I got it and I just by that time um I had Abby Fairman was helping me with stroke and with, with training. 
and I just powered through it. It was really hard. And it, it just, it was hard. It was, a, it's a really hard swim. And I'm not a power through person. I'm a enjoy the process, <laughs> wander, you know, swim and be happy kind of person. And, and you just had to power through that swim when you're going against the current and it's, it's really hard. So, you know, I mean, the, the first marathon swim really made me proud and happy, but finishing that swim after two DNFs, two years of DNFing, Mm-hmm. That made me proud. I was very, very happy. <laughs> Can you tell us about some of your other swims? Because I hear oh, you, you have such a long resume for only five years. <laughs> so tell us I about have a long some resume. Of you. Well, I'm yeah, looking but... at my resume <laughs> compared to the people on this call. Oh my God, um, you've been back to Bermuda a few times. Tell yeah, us, tell us Bermuda's swim story. great. Bermuda's just sheer pleasure it's incredible and Lido Key is the same way it's just plain fun Mm -hmm. Um, it's a beautiful swim and it's fun going around and you get different conditions every you know like four or five different conditions every time Mm -hmm. and um I swam in well I swam in Hatton but it took me two tries and the first try was really really painful (laughs) the second time was really delightful Um, pardon did you do anything different to prepare for the second time I, yeah, I DNF the first time. That was all I needed. <laughs> you know, I, I'm not particularly, I'm not competitive, but I honestly had absolutely no idea how um, painful it would be to not finish that swim. Mm-hmm. I didn't expect it. And, and it was over so fast. And what happened was there was a, a west wind and I'd been having trouble with my, something happened in my hip. It turned out I, I had an a avulsion in my hamstring, but at the time I had no idea because I didn't really have pain, but something happened to my right leg and I didn't know what it was. And I was just really put out the whole, it happened at, at, um, it happened at um, Hell's Gate. And I'd had this heavenly swim. Like if you asked me what segment of a swim was the best swim, it was the East River because I, it was just this dreamlike, um, flight up the East River. The current was so strong. And I lived on the east side of Manhattan almost all my life. And I worked on, on the east side of Manhattan most of my life. So it was like a little memory thing. Every time I breathed, I would see a building that either I dated somebody or I lived in. Wow. I went by three places that I worked. Um, so it was just this incredible, I don't even, I mean, it felt like it took 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. I have no idea how long it takes. It was just this happy, memory-filled. It was more like a flight than a swim. I was just just flying, and all of a sudden, I got to the Harlem, and something happened to my leg, and I couldn't kick. Like I couldn't really use my leg properly, so I was a little like trying to. I was kind of trying to figure out what was going on, and it just preoccupied my mind and put me in a little bit of a bad space. So I, and I, I turned out fine. Like by the time I was about to go into the Hudson. I was swimming fine. Nothing hurt. Both legs worked. I was kicking okay. And then um, I had told Dan, my, my paddling partner, that I wanted, to be, I wanted to be in the middle of the channel. As to the degree that they would let him take me there, I wanted to be as far away from the sewage treatment plant as he could get me. <clears throat> but there was this really strong wind. And um, we just ended up, I think a jet ski came by and just said, you have to get her out of there because there are these icebreakers there. And so, because the current was so strong, so I had to really sprint out 
And I sprinted as hard as I could. And I was mad at Dan. It was one of those meltdown moments that I hear everybody has. <laughs> but I wasn't really inclined towards. But I'm like, what the hell were we doing there? What, 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 what? And, um, and he said, you know, the wind was blowing. I, I honestly don't know what happened there. But, but um, the jet ski was there. And I, this is the thing I learned from that swim is just swim. Don't ask questions. Because I asked a question. And, and I knew the answer to the question. I just didn't know it at that moment. Mm-hmm. And I said to um, one of the jet skiers, when does the tide, when does the tide turn? And he said 4.30. It was four, it was, I think it was 4 o'clock at the time. He said the tide turns at 4.30. And I said, then I'm out. There's no way I'm making it. And I just jumped on the jet ski and it was over. And if I thought about it for a second, or if my kayaker had thought about it for a second, what he gave us was, the, was high tide. I mean, low, I'm sorry, low tide. And you had another hour and a half after that. So mm-hmm. I actually would have made it if I'd stayed in the water and shut up. So <laughs> I learned not to ask any questions to, you know, and, and that was really frustrating. It just, it happened so fast. And yeah. I also learned to like, think it over if you're in that space yeah. that you're just like, I've had enough because I, I mean, that hasn't happened to me since. But I think if I do longer swims and I'm trying to increase time and distance in the water, that will happen again. That mm-hmm. negative, frustrated, yeah, in pain, whatever it is. And, you know, so that was a good learning experience. The second time was, was pretty amazing. So, and you didn't get to that space where you... I never got to that space. I was with, I was with a different paddler um, and... And also I had um, Abby Fairman who helped me around. She coached, she coached me in the year before and she just told me there's no fucking way you're getting on the boat. So don't even think about it. <laughs> Excuse my language. And, um, and that helps <laughs> to know it's yeah. not an option, but, but I had a pretty happy swim. I was having shoulder pains. Um, I was getting cortisone injections for, mm-hmm. for, um, for swims before I did a long swim because I had a lot of shoulder and I had a lot of, I had just, schmutz and damage and stuff but I wanted to finish the season out and I did you know so I, I got to do everything I wanted to do that year I didn't finish everything I wanted to finish but I got to do everything I wanted to do yeah. um so yeah no it was a it was a happy swim and the East River was was amazing in fact the Hudson was so fast they had to slow us down at the cruise ship terminal they oh. said if you get if you you just have to take it easy and oh the kitty um so they 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 told us that you just had to take it easy because if we got too fast to the, the I think, yeah, if we got too fast to the, um, uh, to the battery that the East river would be against us. Oh, and yeah. I couldn't swim against it. Against the current. So. Yeah. Wow. That sounds like a fun experience. Fun. Someday, someday I want to swim I was happy to finish. Nice. Um, Tell me a little bit. So you said you started kayaking at 50. I'm curious what provoked you to all of a sudden start kayaking. <laughs> oh, gosh, I'd always wanted. So I was married to a, um, a, a person who didn't want to go kayaking. And for years, years, I, we would see a kayak go by on the car. And I'm like, Jim, let's go. Let's try it out. And he just just had no interest in it. And um, so when we got divorced, the day we got divorced, I moved I, I signed the paper, moved out, moved up into the 26th floor of an apartment building overlooking Mill Rock. And that happened to be a day where there was a uh, MIMS swim. 
and and I was looking out the window and I didn't see the swimmers actually, but I saw the kayakers. Okay. And I said to Lynn, who was my new roommate, um, her name was Lynn also, she, and she she was really great. She was from the south, and she she was a redhead too. And she, um, I said, Lynn, do you want to go kayaking someday? And she's like, absolutely. So it was perfect. So I, you know, got online and I found uh, an outfitter and we went down and we took Paddle Basics 1. And I was completely hooked. I had kind of, not quite as powerful, but from when I pushed off a dock and just started using my paddle, I had a, like a little bit of the same experience that I had when I started swimming mm-hmm. in that lake, which is, I just knew that I was going to be kayaking all the time. They, yeah, my nickname is All in Lynn. That's a little bit of a nickname in the paddling community. (laughs) I love it. Are there any lessons you had from um, kayaking for swimmers that you carried over into your swimming career? (laughs) I'm still, I still do kayak for swimmers. I, I, I still really enjoy doing kayak support. Mm -hmm. Um, Just, I, I don't know. Just ask them. Stay with them. Ask them. Don't use too many ropes. (laughs) <laughs> one rope per boat um that's a good one <laughs> uh, it, it's really a good one i can't yeah anyway um yeah i mean yeah just at just talk to your swimmer and find out what they need yeah and, and give them that no that's the courteous kayaker thing to do <laughs> <laughs> What about um, hard situations? What do you do when the going gets tough, either on the kayak or in the water? Well, that one time was hopefully not illustrative of my general demeanor when bad things happen. But um, I, 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 I have a, you know, I mean, I can get frustrated or, or, um, but I, you know, I, I think, I think I just try now since that first Manhattan swim to um, just shut up. I just shut up. Like it doesn't do you any good to get frustrated and it can spiral so easily. So my goal is to just shut up and keep my face in the water. And then I can't get into trouble. I know I can't get in trouble if my face is in the water. <laughs> I'm curious, what have you been done longer, kayaking or swimming? We've been on the water. Oh, I've been kayaking about since 2002. Yeah. Have you ever had like pretty nasty kayaking conditions? Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Me. It's funny. Me and uh, me and Dan used to go out if there were if there were storm warnings, um, small boat advisories, and we actually went out once with gale gale warning um, to practice because we would go to we would take some very remote trips like we've been to Greenland three times. Oh wow. Um, we've been to Alaska twice, British Columbia, and we we didn't go with trips. We just went on our own. We would find kayaks and just just rent the kayaks and go on our own and do our own navigation and our own. Um, and we would stay out for like three weeks. So we were, we went to some really really remote areas in uh, Greenland, like where we had a helicopter too, and where um, and in um, well we didn't we, actually we had a helicopter to the kayaks, but wow. um, so. So it paid off in spades. I mean, there was one time in Alaska where we we were laughing about how beautiful the, the weather was. It was flat, sunny day. We were hot in our dry suits. And then all of a sudden, I have no idea what this was <laughs> or why it happened. But the, literally, it hit the fan. And we were both just 
if one of us had capsized, we could not have rescued the other. It was that wow. it was just crazy. Wow. And it only lasted about maybe 15 or 20 minutes. We were, huh. we were pretty close to our destination, our campsite. But um, we were both like afterwards, we were like, what the hell? Like, <laughs> except we didn't say heck. It was crazy. Yeah. It was really, really challenging and scary. And, and we both held it together and kept an eye on each other. But like I said, it wouldn't have mattered. And then once in Greenland, we got just iced in. We just got like the ice just came and we were like a little bit nervous about yeah. getting, getting crunched. But somehow, somehow we got out of it and got, we got lucky. Wow. So. I feel like we need a whole nother like um, kayak stories uh, episode <laughs> with you. you can, kayakers can do this. There's plenty of fun <laughs> kayak stories. <laughs> yeah. What's well, been the worst part of a pandemic for you? Well, the few, I mean, February and March and April, when it was hard to swim or impossible to swim because mm-hmm. it's cold here, um, that was that was the hardest. I, I'm very lucky. I don't feel, I mean, I felt impacted in that way in that I couldn't swim and, and the swims were canceled, but I didn't really plan on doing any swims. I sort of just moved up to Vermont mm-hmm. and it's just so amazing here in the summertime. It's like paradise. So I just decided last year that I was... Last year, I had some commitments that I'd made before I moved to um, to Vermont, and and I, you know, I did that. I crewed or kayaked, and I and I I love doing that. But I really missed being in 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 Stow Year Round. So mm. I promised myself this year I wasn't going to sign up for anything that wasn't a Vermont swim or nearby. Like I did sign up for the New Hampshire swim, um, swim of the mission, but. Um, yeah, so it didn't impact me except for those months when we couldn't use the pool. Yeah. I, I'm one of the very lucky ones. Right. Wow. Yeah. Um, what motivates you to keep going? That's a really great question because um, I'm trying to figure out where I'm going to go. Like, I love swimming in the open water and I want to do it for a really long time. My 70th birthday, I've got two years to my 70th birthday, and I'd like to have a, you know, I did for my 65th birthday, I did my first 10-mile swim, uh, a kingdom kingdom swim, and I'd like to do something like that, you know, maybe Border Buster or maybe Men from Agog, I don't know, but I don't know if I want, I don't know if I love training as much as I love swimming, and I know how much you have to train for those swims, and so... So I, I just have to decide what I want. And I honestly, like I'm, I'm working with Charlotte now, who's just completely amazing. And I, I just have to make that decision. It's a personal decision. And I just don't know what it, what, where I am with that, whether mm-hmm. I want to put in the time or whether I just want to keep enjoying swimming yeah. and doing, you know, 10 Ks or whatever. I feel like I can do those for forever, yeah. but um, I, don't, I don't know the answer to that question yet yeah no working on it (laughs) it's a good answer (laughs) um how do you think we can be more inclusive in marathon swimming i i guess i think anybody who has access to open water you know if you can give clinics like the civil's clinics where just just brought people in um I, i i think getting people to the water is i mean i think it starts with learning how to swim programs and that's sort of, you know, beyond individual swimmers' capabilities. But I think, I mean, I've, when I left um, Asphalt Green, 
they were slow. They were really like, there's a presence. There's an asphalt green presence now in open water. Um, although they're all middle-aged white people. <laughs> I think it's introducing people to the, to the, to the sport, making it safe for them, mm-hmm. you know, and teaching them how to make safe. I don't know. Clinics to me is the, the best way. Just having seen how effective the Sibos clinics were. Mm-hmm. That's good. What advice would you give to an aspiring marathon swimmer? Find somebody, find a, find a swim buddy, find a friend, you know, like I learned about so many swims from, um, you know, from like Janine and people that I met early on in, in my swimming. Um, because yeah, I would say find a swim buddy, find somebody who knows the ropes and, and ask a lot of questions and read marathon swimmers forum every day. (laughs) And, um, yeah, that's the main thing. I mean, the resources are all out there. There's so much out there. Now there's, I would, li- I would tell them to listen to, mar- to people's marathon swim stories because mm-hmm. there's so much to learn from them. And um, yeah, it's, it's, it's out there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, who's inspired you? Um, so this will be the same question for, I mean, all of the, these amazing swimmers, like, like there's just so many amazing swimmers when you read about what they do and how how they keep going like Sarah Thomas and Liz Fry and I mean it's just they blow your mind but the one that inspires me the most is so this this um her name is I'm sure everybody knows her Pat Galant I think I'm Mm -hmm. probably butchering her name PGC um she's um, a year older than me and she's, I think she's one swim short of ocean seven. And she's, she, what, she's just like a dogged swimmer. I mean, she did Memphremagog and, and 20, and she's, she was 68 or 69 when she did it. And she five miles from the finish. So she'd swum 20 miles already something blew one of her shoulder one of her muscles blew and she couldn't use her right arm and she swam the last five miles of that swim with one arm i mean that's just mind-blowing it's just mind-blowing i can't even like i'm not that person i will never be that person and i know that and and that's fine you know there's nothing wrong with that there aren't very many people that will do that but that to me is just and she's not necessarily, I don't mean she's inspiring to be like her, like I could right, never, right. but it's just such an amazing thing to me. When I saw the video of her swimming, one armed, just, oh my God. So yeah, yeah, that was pretty inspiring. Yeah. I hope I have to try to see if Pat would come on. I'd love to hear her story. I would, that, and she's also the person I would really love to hear. So <laughs> good. Any questions for Lynn out there? Bridget made a comment about the making um, marathon swimming be less superhero, I think, which is part of, I think, why I started Marathon Swim Stories. It's like, I want people to know that any, like anyone, any background, yeah. people can be marathon swim, marathon swimmer. And, and age, any background yeah. and any age. And any age, absolutely. <clears throat> Lynn, your attitude is awesome. I just love it. Just, just swim, do the long swims, just swim. The training thing cracks me up because for me, I'm very unorthodox in, in my approach in that I just swim. It's just the next long swim. So I'm not doing all the dry land. I'm not doing all the cross training. I'm like, well, I spend hours in my garden 
But for me, it's just swimming. It's just one more swim, which maybe doesn't work for everybody. I don't know, but but I just I love the to hear you talk about the happy swims, mm-hmm. you know, and and I think getting into it later and at any age and then it being approachable. I mean, that was the biggest question after my big swim was how did you do it? I could never do that. I'm like, well, do you want to? Exactly. And most people just never thought of it as an option. Exactly. And if you say that this is actually an option that you actually can do this. Mm-hmm. You know, there's more than just the, the parameters of the lake beach area. Yeah. You know, that water keeps going and, and we can too. I think that might help, but that's yeah. just me. I have one more question for Lynn. What about um, has becoming a marathon swimmer empowered you in any way or carried over to other areas of your life? Um, yeah, I think some of, some of my favorite people now, people I hang out with and swim with are swimmers. And instead of paddlers, I used to hang out with paddlers. Over. I mean, my paddlers still come up and visit me, but, and there's a paddling community here that I tied into that um, if I could get my kayak on my car by myself, I would paddle with them much more often. But um, I think, you know, I think socially it's been really nice in in that way. And I think, um, uh, so I, I like to cross country ski in the wintertime and the swimming and biking also. So when, when I lived in New York, I would take the bike path up from our boathouse up to Washington Heights where I lived. And it's called in the Heights because there's this wicked freaking hill on the way up. To, to get to my apartment. And every summer it would take me about, I would go every weekend. I would ride down every weekend and every summer it, it would take me about a month. So before I could get up that hill without stopping. And um, the year I started swimming, I had a birthday party in May. So I started swimming in like in the pool, I found the pool and became a really steady, like everyday swimmer in about November. And then I had a birthday party in Central Park in May and I rode my bike down to it, rode back home and I rode right up that hill. It, it, and I didn't expect it. I'm like, okay, let's see how far I get. And all of a sudden I was just at the top of the hill. It blew me away how much it changed without me. I mean, I wasn't any thinner. I, I wasn't, I didn't look any different. I didn't feel any different, but wow, it was amazing. I was really, really impressed. So I really try to get people swimming now because of that. Lynn, <laughs> yeah. would you have moved to Stat? It's me. Hi. <laughs> would you? <laughs> do you think you would have wound up in Stow had you not been a swimmer? Good point. Absolutely not. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I mean, just like you're going through now, swimming. I mean, I was introduced. I mean, the Kingdom Week was um, was just amazing, and I was an ocean person. I always liked swimming in the ocean, and I have so much buoyancy natural buoyancy that i don't even notice a difference swimming in a lake and swimming in an ocean exactly not my kind of place it's just too 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 small but anyway so stow so i was looking for a place to live and all of them they had to have you know they had to have a pool they had to have a master steam they had to have nice open water and this place just it it hit every spot except that I couldn't afford that you know all the all the places I saw in Zillow were either like a zillion dollars or they were really awful ski you know just run down places and those were the sort of the two types of places and and then all of a sudden I saw this condo on Zillow 
And Janine drove up with me. We looked at it. And I, I, I think I closed on it five weeks later. It was just oh. done. Yeah, yeah, it was perfect. No, I, I wasn't thinking relocation. Just, just, <laughs> just I don't visit. advise anybody move here. <laughs> okay. Anyway, it's, it's great. Um, yeah, I, so I did. It's true. The place I decided to retire, swimming. It used to be That's swimming awesome. and kayaking. Um, and I always thought it would be near the coast was my first thought. Like I looked at Charleston and I looked at, I looked at any place that, you know, that had, and I, I spent two years instead of reading at night, looking at Zillow <laughs> and just found it, you know, just boom. And it's kind of a perfect place for me. I'm so happy here. So if anybody wants to come visit, it's a great place. <laughs> so, the swimming is amazing. Green River Reservoir is my favorite, favorite body of water in the world. There's no boats. It's like your that beautiful lake that you posted, that blue oh, lake that was yeah. no motorboats, um, just canoes, kayaks, and swimmers. And it's just, it's amazing. It's really heavenly. I love it. Thank you so much for sharing your story today, Lynn. Thank, thank you for having me. I feel honored. So thanks. Are you ready to swim smarter? Check out my virtual Efficient Swimming Basics program at intrepidwater.com. I hope you enjoyed today's interview. If you'd like to be a guest on Marathon Swim Stories, just email me, shannon at intrepidwater.com. Please stay in touch by joining our email list at intrepidwater.com. Thanks for listening.